This is Wyman and Bob on Seattle Sports, powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Streaming live on the Seattle Sports app and at seattlesports.com. Now, here are your hosts, Dave Wyman and Bob Stelton. Text line is there for you if you want to weigh in on last night's Super Bowl. What stood out to you in a good way, a bad way? You loved uh, the Chiefs winning. You hated the Chiefs winning. You thought Shanahan blew it. You loved the halftime show. You hated the halftime show. The commercials, all of it. There's always such such uh, great conversation after that game. Everybody's. It's probably the only game all year where anybody's invested in things that aren't on the field. Right? The commercials are a big talking point, which... What, what was the? Did we see a final price tag? Was it? I thought I saw seven million for a thirty-second commercial. Does that sound right? It, I heard this morning uh, they were talking on NFL Network. I think it was, or maybe it was, uh, maybe it was Pat McAfee. But they were talking about the Jesus commercials, and I think there, yeah, was there was two a, of them. I think it felt like there were more than that, but yeah. Okay. Anyway, anyway, they were saying it was like. 14 or 15 million so for those for the two so oh I'm, whatever you just said sounded yeah, right 7 million for 30 seconds yeah but when are you ever in a position as a company that has the wherewithal financially to advertise like that to have i don't know what the numbers are going to be 150 million captive people who are tuned into commercials they want to see the commercials where generally that's where we go to the bathroom or that's where we get food or that's when you you know, send your text or whatever during yeah. a game. You know, this is this just is the exact opposite. I'm going to go back and actually watch tonight <laughs> all the commercials because Mike put the list on there, and I'm like, I've seen two of these. Oh, really? <laughs> Mike showed me the Dunkin' Donut one, but yeah, did you we like going, that one? Huh? Did you like it? Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. it was funny. I mean, especially seeing uh, Tom Brady in yeah. there and J Lo and Matt Damon and Affleck, and yeah. they're they're like high school buddies or childhood. Buddies. Oh, they go, yeah, they go way back. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That, that was a good one. That was that and the Christopher Walken one. But if you go back and watch, look before the game starts, and you'll see the Tyler Lockett one I'm talking about. Okay. It was it was an ad for Sunday Ticket, I think. Well, and it's funny to me, Christopher Walken is I just one of my favorite, like the Dead Zone. You know, yeah. his he just is so fantastic in that and i just i love him but um also uh, what's the anyway i'll come up with the movie that he's in uh that i love but it, it's for bmw yeah i mean i don't know that just doesn't like does bmw really are they going to get a surge in sales i've always wondered about big ticket items like that yeah. you see anybody matthew mcconaughey had all those kind of Weird commercials he did for, I don't even know what the car was, but he, yeah, they mocked him on SNL and stuff. Um, but are, are they noticing an uptick in sales after that campaign? Like, that's a big ticket item. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know that somebody that wasn't thinking about buying a car now is going, you know what? I like that I'm McConaughey guy. I'm going to get that. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and go in on that car. But anyway, you guys can weigh in on all of that. One of the, one of the other big talking points was Kyle Shanahan winning the toss going into overtime and choosing to receive the ball rather than defer. And he got ripped for that. Uh, and I'll play his explanation of it. But what what did you think? Did it catch you right away? Were you like, no. what are you doing? Or what? Well, you know what's funny is uh, Andy Reid was asked that question, and he said, you know, what if, um, what if it had been you that won? You know, what would you do? And he goes, you know, uh, Kyle Shanahan's a pretty smart football coach. So, I mean, you know, and it could be that he was like, hey, it's like Matt Hasselbeck saying, hey, we want the ball and we're going to score. Mm-hmm. Although 
that didn't work out. <laughs> not, not really at all. <laughs> not up in Green Bay when Matt Hasselbeck said that. Into a microphone. Yep. <laughs> I, I loved it at the time, but then he ends up throwing a pick, pick six. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's like, hey, our offense has been with us all year. Um, they've been good. I trust it. I'm calling the plays. Let's just take the ball, go down the field, score a touchdown. Somebody was saying something that they were going to go for two, but I don't know where that would have come from. But anyway, um, basically what the way everybody analyzed it, though, was that now you're giving Patrick Mahomes four downs instead of three. Right. Because if they know they have to match your touchdown, they're going to go for it. You don't want to give them four downs. Whereas they would have punted if they had the ball first and it's, you know, fourth exactly. and six, fourth and right. seven, whatever. And this, they're not in field goal range. They're going to punt. But at the time, I was like, well, when they, you know, now that they mention it, I'm like, yeah, that's true. You know exactly. Just like in college, you know, you know what you have to, to get you know, in overtime. And so that's that's kind of the way you go. But I don't know, maybe it was a little bit of cockiness by, by Kyle Shanahan thinking, you know what, I got the best offense. I've got this play sheet in my hand. I'm going to make magic happen, and we're going to, you know, and I want to, you know, show my offense that I have faith in him and that we're going to go out there. But I, <laughs> his his team was the, the one with players that didn't really understand the overtime thing anyway. Yeah. So I, I feel like, um, hey, guys, how about this? I, I went, they didn't know. They didn't know what was going to happen. Juszczyk thought if they went down and scored the touchdown, the game's over. Yeah. Yeah, which, again, the play, and we'll play some of their cuts, but the players not knowing the rules, I, I, on the surface, I get it. Like, how do they not know? That it's something they should have gone over. But in the end, it makes no difference whether they knew the rules or not because they're not calling the plays. They're not changing right. the plays. If it's Purdy or if it's Mahomes where they're changing the play at the line of the at the line of scrimmage because they're going – well, we got to get it here because we get here, the game's over. Yeah. Because they don't understand the new rules. That's different, but that wasn't the case. You're talking well, about a fullback and some of these other guys going, yeah, I don't know. I didn't. Well, defensive lineman Eric Armistead. I mean, yeah. come on. And it's not like that situation, like, uh, remember the Super Bowl where the Giants ran and the Patriots were going to let him score? Yeah. And the guy actually fell into the end zone and scored. So, I mean, there was nothing like that. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think that. That was a big deal. And again, I'm surprised that those guys gave themselves up. I think I would have just said, yeah, I knew. I knew that. But it didn't really matter. We still lost, blah, blah, blah. But both check and Armstead went to great lengths to explain how they didn't know what the, the rules were. Yeah, well, we'll get to some of those cuts in a minute. But here's Kyle Shanahan after the game explaining why he decided to take the ball first in overtime. This is something we talked about. With None of us have a ton of experience of it, but we went through all the analytics and talked with those guys, and we just thought it'd be better. We wanted the ball third. But both teams matched and scored. We wanted to be the ones who had the chance to go win. And got that field goal, so we knew we had to hold him to at least a field goal. And if we did, then we thought it was in our hands after that. The only thing about that is he's saying we wanted the ball third, so you're you're sort of anticipating. Well, the Chiefs are going to score. All right, we're going to go down. We're going to score. They're going to match us, so we want it third. Mm -hmm. Which I get, but you know, where's where's the faith in that defense to you know that yeah. hey, we're going to go down to score. We're going to hold them score less on their drive. But yeah, I I, I get his logic there. Um, and listen, if it worked, everybody's going what a genius. You know, and it, sure. he he mentioned the one word that'll send uh, Mark Schlereth into a tizzy. Analytics. Analytics. Uh, yeah. 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 And I don't know what he the, hates their guts, what, what sheet they have or what, you know, what is pointing them in one direction versus the other. Who knows? But you brought up the players that that uh, didn't know. First of all, Chris Jones said he couldn't believe the 49ers took the ball in overtime. What's through your mind when they say they want this ball to start in overtime? They're crazy. They're crazy. 
Yeah, yeah. Because the overtime rules has changed where <laughs> both teams get the ball no matter who scores. So, you know, uh, originally you want to let you want to let the other team get the ball, stop them holding the three so you know where you got. Or if you stop them they punt it, then all you have to do is kick three. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. He he knew it and then some. Yeah. Yeah. And then you brought up the guys on the 49ers when asked about it. Here's Kyle Juszczyk. You know what? I didn't even realize that the the playoff rules were different in overtime. So I, I assumed you just want the ball because you score a touchdown and win. But I guess that's not the case. Um, so I don't really – I don't totally know the strategy there. No. No. We haven't talked about it, no. And then here's you brought up Eric Armstead. Here's here's him commenting on the rules. I didn't even know about the new overtime, uh, playoff overtime rule, so it was a surprise to me. Now again, the playoff overtime rules changed before last season, 2022. Right, but no games went to overtime before the Super Bowl, so this was the first time it was used. So I, their ignorance is excusable to me. Now, should Kyle and his coaching staff have covered every base with all their players? Like, in this instance, here's what we're going to do. And if this happens, here's what we're going to do. Yeah, that seems to make sense from the outside. I don't know what, you know, a week of preparation for the Super Bowl is like for them. What this, you know, the, everything that's going on. I don't I don't know how crucial they felt that was because, again, they're going to play the same regardless. The players on the field are going to execute the play that is called exactly the same way or try to execute it exactly the same way, whether it's the old rules or the new rules. So them knowing, you want them in the know, but did it make a difference? No, it, it didn't. It just it sounds bad. It, it's not a great look. It, the, the the optics aren't great, Dave. Well, and Juszczyk is a Harvard. I said Yale earlier. He's a Harvard grad. And Boy, so you really screwed that I'm going to really stick it to him because everybody gives me a hard time if I don't know the last little detail of everything because <laughs> I went to Stanford. Uh, you but, should know everything. Yeah. Eric Eric Armstead also, you know, has, has a really good um, – under uh, or does not have a grasp. But I thought what was interesting, though, Chris Jones, like, he kind of went above and beyond, like he had known this for a really long time. Oh, They're yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so I, I don't know. Does that speak to coaching necessarily? I don't. I mean, I, I guess it does on some level, just in the communication a yeah. coach has with their players. If Andy Reid's making a point to educate all his players, here are the rules just came into play last year. There hasn't been an overtime game, but if there is, here's how it's going to go. Well, and you talk about, okay, you just got to have to go out there and play and do your job. The first person I think of is a defensive tackle, you know, that, and Chris Jones, you know, here he is, this big defensive tackle, and he knows it front and back. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, But but, did it change how he played? Did it change? I don't think so. I I just don't, I don't think the impact on the field in terms of the players knowing or not knowing there's, is, it's negligible. There's no there's no difference. Right. Or like there I shouldn't said, be. The only thing that it could have been is like taking a knee in some situation. I mentioned earlier the the reference to the Giants and Patriots where you don't want to score or you want to, you know, for the Patriots, let them score so we can get the ball back and there's enough time, things like that. No. So, yeah, it's it, but it was funny to me. And it's kind of ironic that uh, Chris Jones, who's just a big defensive tackle, who really was a force in that game. He really was for a guy that big. He really moves well, but that he knows it so thoroughly is uh, is kind of interesting. How did how, did you that play that took place? And we'll get to Purdy here in a minute. But there was that play. It was third down, late in the game where they they he had a guy open in the corner of the end zone or gonna be open, but Chris comes untouched. Mm. Nobody blocked this guy of all guys. He comes free, running right at Purdy, who has to chuck the ball early, yeah. either that or take a sack there. 
and they end up having to kick the field goal rather than get the touchdown. How does that happen there? I, I Listen, everybody's making plays. He's one of the great players. But to not be touched is a big mistake from that. I don't know if that was a, a call from the sideline or – Purdy didn't call the right protection or what happened on that play, but this guy just – that guy of all guys coming untouched seems like a massive mistake in that setting. Well, I mean, I think it's the same type of thing that uh, how do you find um, – who was the – was it Valdez Scantling or was it – no, it was McCole Hardman. Just wide For open. the game winner? Yeah, yeah, wide open in the in the end zone. How does that happen? I mean, somebody makes a mistake, and it, it still happens, and I think – you know, at that level, it still happens, just like a, it happens in high school. So, yeah, I I just think whoever, and that's what coaches always say, it always sounds boring when they say it, I'm going to say it, uh, whoever does right the longest wins the game. And that's that's basically what happened there. Yeah. Now, what, what was your, uh, I was listening to a debate this morning with Dan Rolofsky and, and Shannon Sharp and Stephen A. Smith debating Brock Purdy. And Shannon Sharp was, for some reason, yelling. I'm not sure why he was so. What? Yeah, he was oh, yelling. He calls that talking. <laughs> yeah, he was talking very in a very loud voice, but basically saying, "I've got, I've got more questions after this," and he didn't answer any questions. And Orlovsky's like, "The guy's quarterback rating was 70, and against that defense, and he pointed to all these other quarterbacks that played that defense, like Josh Allen and, and Tua, and these guys, and their quarterback rating was like." 20 years mm. he was making that comparison that he talked to his quarterback rating against the against pressure was 75 and all these different numbers he had to back up his point that in his opinion Brock Purdy played great and I think Stephen A said well he he played pretty good he didn't wet the bed was his analysis mm. and then Shannon was like I got I still have nothing but questions so they kind of covered all areas of it I guess where did you fall as far as Purdy goes, I just I feel like he's not quite well. First of all, he's being compared directly to Patrick Mahomes, right? Yeah, because he's he's playing him, and Patrick Mahomes is just special in that way. Now, I think Purdy is a great executor of the game plan. I think he can make good throws, and you know we've seen him make some uh, off sort of off-balance throws. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes he's told not to do that, like the one that he threw against Jacksonville. Uh, where he was scolded for that, but he can still make those kinds of plays. And I don't, I mean, I, look, there is nobody like Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is is one of a kind. But, um, but you know, I, I still, I think he's a good quarterback. It didn't stand out to me that it was glaringly his fault they lost the game or anything was, was wrong with it from his end. But I don't know, did it come off? I mean, you look at his numbers. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 okay. You know, he threw for what? 255 yards, a touchdown, didn't throw a pick. I thought he made some really good plays. I thought there were some plays he he didn't make. He, for some reason, I couldn't figure out if it was him or if it was the call. They kept going at McDuffie and Sneed, and I was like, why Why are they doing that? Hmm. Why do you keep going at their two best, their two pro bowlers? These two guys are considered amongst the best on the second-best defense in the entire league in terms of scoring defense, and you're going at their strength. I thought that was odd because he made some good – throws that they came in and, and broke it up. I mean, you had to give them credit. Like, that was a good throw. It was a good pattern. Boom. They just showed up, knocked the ball away. Um, but he did, you know, on two separate drives late in the game, bring them in a position to take the lead. I mean, they were they were trailing 13 to 10. He drives them down the field, 12 plays, 75 yards, touchdown. They take the lead. Then the Chiefs go down, score a field goal. It's tied, 16-16. He drives them down, seven plays, 
40 yards. They kick a field goal to take the lead again. And then the uh, Chiefs come down, kick the game, tying field goal, goes to overtime. So it, late when it mattered most, he's driving the team down the field and putting them in a position two times to take the lead. I mean, this is the biggest stage in the world. And he's he's I thought he performed well. Is he is he Patrick Mahomes? No, no, I'm not even making that comparison. No, but I thought he, he I thought for a guy that with as little experience as he's as he has, he he's not the reason they lost. I think yeah. the defense of the Chiefs, you got to give them credit. You knew how good they were coming in, and they lived up to that billing. They did a great job. And then you know some of the mistakes we talked about on special teams, the Christian McCaffrey fumble. I mean, there were just different moments you could point to the you know the blocked extra point whatever whichever one you want to point to I, I I don't think he was your problem by any stretch I thought he played well yeah I I do too and that's kind of how I felt and as far as you know going against their their best corners I mean they've gone against good corners all year and yeah. executed their you know that's just where the offense sort of tells you to throw it um maybe somebody like Tom Brady is like all right, I know the offense says this, but I'm going to stay away from this guy because he's particularly hot. It's like Aaron Rodgers avoiding Sherm the whole game. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, exactly. Why, why would I do that? I've, I've got an right. easier chance, a better chance of success yeah. over here. So, and I would say, you know, maybe five, six, I don't know, maybe not that long. Maybe two, three years from now, Purdy has the kind of wherewithal to, to you know, absorb those kinds of things. But yeah. right now, he's just going, hey, and I'm not saying he's a, a game manager or a system executor or whatever. Uh, I just think that, you know, Mahomes is on a different level in that oh, yeah. regard. That Like, he sees somebody and he's like, okay, this guy's playing really well. I'm going to... Next time, I'm going to take off running. And, you know, and I thought, how many times did Purdy run the ball? I mean, he ran it three times, you know, but I, I thought Mahomes did a particularly good job running the ball. And he only, you know, he got a seven-yard average uh, long of 22, but he had nine nine carries for 66 yards. And maybe if, um, you know, maybe if Purdy's in his, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh year, maybe he takes off running in some of those situations. So, no, I didn't come off as, like, there was this big, huge difference, and I think people are still going to – I mean, if, if Brock Purdy had been drafted in the first round, maybe people are saying, oh, did he play like a first-rounder? You know, maybe that's that's the difference, but I think he's always going to carry that around with him as far as that underdog thing goes, and it doesn't seem to get to him because during the, the week of preparation leading up to the game, people were comparing his headshot to Lee Harvey Oswald. I mean, and he handled that really well. And then there was some uh, girl, like teenage girl, uh, tennis player in Utah. And they're like, look at, he looks exactly like, I mean. Oh, and, I didn't see that the one. The whole thing. And he just kind of was like, yeah, you know, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, he didn't, handled it well. I thought, didn't I, take it personally. Didn't Oswald, get, I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, that, it's just awful. Yeah, that's that's not a good question. Yeah. That's I get that the Super Bowl invites everybody from the entertainment world to try to get goofy answers out of these guys and lighten them up. That's not a fun question. No, and it's like say, "Oh, you look like Hitler. You look like Oswald. Yeah. You look, is, are there any other more despicable characters you can compare somebody to? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, you, it's just it's it's ridiculous. So, and I thought he handled that really well. So, I, I think he's built for this. Um, you know, maybe maybe he sort of becomes 
you know, a guy who like, okay, you know what you can expect. Is he going to become, you know, Patrick Mahomes? There's nobody mm. like Patrick Mahomes. Man. Well, that's, yeah, Tim Hasselbeck right here saying we've never seen anyone like Mahomes. It's the greatest start to a football career that we've ever seen. I mean, I think that it's fair to say that in terms of what Patrick Mahomes has accomplished. Football is the ultimate team game. It's very hard for one player to really control outcomes of football games, even quarterbacks. But what he's done in the biggest moments, he's been remarkable. And he started to change the way the position's been played with some of the other crazy stuff that he does in terms of throwing the ball late down, you know, across his body into the middle of the field, things of that nature. He's changing the game of football the way he's playing the quarterback position. There we go. Yeah, it it's uh... – <laughs> That was the guy that John Schneider was down looking at, and they were thinking about trading up to get him. Do you think mm-hmm. he'd be the same guy here? If I mean, I maybe know, him Pete and Andy to rein him in would. Yeah, maybe yeah. Andy Reid is just that. That bond is just they have the perfect connection. I don't know. Would Pete try to rein him in? And and hey, hey, don't do that. Don't throw with your left hand. I don't, don't know, man. <laughs> I, I I feel like Pete is he's the ultimate. Uh, as far as a player coach, yeah, you know, and I, I feel like he, he would have gotten the best out of him, but I don't think we've had any of the offensive coordinators that have a mind like Andy, though. Yeah. With all due respect to Shane Waldron and everybody else that's been a, a, an OC here, Bevel and everybody else, Andy Reid is thought of as one of the better, you know, more innovative offensive minds out there. And it seems that that just seems to be a perfect match. It really does. I, I heard something somewhere, and maybe <laughs> might have been during uh, sweeping the dial, where Andy Reid was talking about somebody was saying that he doesn't he doesn't watch like shows or Seinfeld or anything. All he watches is football. Really, that's all he does oh. all year long. Well, he's missing out on some of the finer things in life. Yes, he is. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, whenever he calls it a career, he'll catch up on some of the great shows he's been missing. Yeah. All right, coming up, where do the Chiefs now rank amongst the all-time great NFL teams? We'll get into that next with Wyman and Bob. This is Seattle Sports on 710. Wyman and Bob. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. Lots of texts coming in today. People responding to the big game from yesterday and the Chiefs win once again. So now they'll go for three in a row, Dave. And I told you I saw some of the advanced odds and we'll get into this tomorrow. But I was surprised the Chiefs aren't the favorites. And the ones that I saw, 49ers were the favorite team. Uh, Chiefs were, I think, second or third. It It was the 49ers, Ravens, Chiefs, or Chiefs, Ravens is how it went. Just the early... Obviously, this is before a draft and anything. anybody knows anything about what the rosters will look like. But um, Chiefs are going to go for three in a row. Where do, you, where do you think they rank? I mean, they've become the first team to win back-to-back Super Bowl since the Patriots did it in 04 and 05. Didn't, so, the, didn't the Patriots kind of have a little bit of some no-namers? You know, I mean, they had Tom Brady, obviously. Yeah, that was the whole but, thing. when they Remember when they walked out in the, the first matchup with the Rams and they – the big upset, yeah. You know, Rams got introduced one at a time. And they all walked out arm in arm, and they were kind right. of the no-name team. And they're, you know, this shows our unit. We're a team. It's not about one guy. That was sort of the message. Yeah, it just always seemed like with that team, they would just plug in somebody, and they would end up playing well. So I won like ten bucks off my brother on that Super Bowl. He was so against convinced. the Rams. Yeah, I was I, stunned. I was watching the Patriots, and I just, I just thought, man, this team is really well coached and everything. And you know, uh, they were a huge underdog. That might 
might have been one of the bigger underdogs in Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean history. the the Rams were the greatest show on turf. Yeah, I mean that that team was fun to watch. That but, was a fun team to watch with Kurt Warner and Tory Holt and Isaac Bruce and Marshall Falk. I mean Ricky yeah. Prohl, Ricky Oz, Prohl, Azakim. Yeah. I mean that they were loaded. That that offense was similar to the the Lions at times this season, where it just looked like they had an extra player. Yeah, and and Warner was just a wizard with the ball, just throwing in the tightest windows, and just, yeah, that was a fun offense to watch. But they looked unbeatable. And then sure. here come the Patriots. Yeah, I'm trying to remember where I met Ricky Prohl, but we hung out on a couple of trips, and yeah, he doesn't exactly he's he wasn't like the speed guy or nah. anything like that, but just a solid dude, solid receiver. So where would you put this Chiefs yeah. team? Are they? I mean, they they were showing it last night. I think the um, the Steelers had two winning streaks. They've got what six titles, I believe. The Steelers, I think. Yeah, no, I think didn't the Chiefs? Um, didn't they tie them, Pittsburgh or? Well, the Patriots and Steelers have six. Yeah, uh, okay. And the Chiefs have four. Oh, okay. Yeah, you so way off. And people are like right, really starting to hate the Chiefs. I mean, they're becoming they're becoming that team, the and, dominant team. Yeah, yeah. So and you know, like I, I like that. I think most people like the underdog, but. Mahomes is and and Kelsey are it's it's hard to to not love these guys. I mean, yeah, and it, Andy Reid, yeah, and Andy Reid, and really Steg, Steve Spagnolo too. I mean, we could talk a little bit about. I mean, he was like one of the elements that they um, that they put as far as who can affect the game the most, mm-hmm. and you know, he's just kind of under. Nobody knows who he is, and I, I love that about their team. And a lot of, like I said, a lot of guys and a lot of no-name guys made plays yesterday, and really that was on both sides of the ball because, you know, Kyle Juszczyk, was that the first play of the game where he hurdles over, they catch him in the flat? <laughs> that was great. I, I just thought, wow, that was fantastic. He had he had another another couple plays. But, um, yeah, I mean, you, you look at uh, Kansas City, and there was, there was lots of guys on their defense particularly that came up big and made made big plays. So um, I just think that's that's really good coaching. Um, but, you know, are they on the level of Bill Belichick? I, you know, we'll see. I mean, I think it, it's probably going to take another another year of them having success, whether we get a, you know, a clear picture of how dominant this team is. Did you ever qualify the Patriots' success? Because you heard this every year. In, 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 in large part, it was true. They played in one of the worst divisions in football every year, where it was just a, the Dolphins were bad and the Bills were bad, and these there was really nothing to their season to win the division. Now you still had to go through the playoffs and beat these other teams, but they they had an easier path to a division title each and every year. Yeah, by way of comparison to the, the these other teams, and, well, and they then would be fresher. They 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 didn't have to go through the grind that some of these other teams did to win their division and get into the postseason. Yeah, the thing I would always say about that, though, because I remember that came up with the Seahawks at one point, and I'm like, yeah, but the reason why those teams are crappy are, you know, a large part of it is because the Patriots have killed them, you know, every time. And I know it's only two wins a year, but still, you know, that's that's part of it. But I don't know. What do you think about um, you think about Jim Harbaugh coming into the AFC West with uh, with the Chargers and mm-hmm. Justin, Justin Herbert. Herbert there? And yeah, I mean, maybe that that will play into it a little bit. But I do think that that helps a little bit. But um, yeah, I don't I don't know what um, you know what what could possibly take down the the Chiefs right now with the coaching that they have. It's just to me that's that's a lot of it that 
you know, Andy Reid and, and Steve Spagnola. Hopefully those guys are there together for a long time because they both do a really good job. If you if the Seahawks don't win next year, let's just let's play the hypothetical. They don't they don't win the Super Bowl next year. They're not in it. Do you root for history? Do you want to see the Chiefs go three in a row and and sort of just continue this potential dynasty? Or do you would you rather see I don't know, the Ravens win it or or the Cowboys or I don't know, throw in any other the Lions. Would you rather see a new team out there? Or are you kind of rooting to be here like, man, I was watching this history when it was happening. I, you know what? I like I like the new teams that cycle in there because, uh, you know, I feel like the way the draft goes, that it should kind of churn, that everybody kind of gets a shot. And um, But, yeah, I, I think that's enough for the Chiefs for now. <laughs> you guys are good. You're good. Look at, you know, somebody, uh, first of all, my name's Wyman. It's a W-Y-M-A-N, not what? Lyman. Uh, but 253 <laughs> says, uh, what the heck are you talking about? Kelsey is ultimately and completely hateable. He's a total D-bag. Um, no, Wait, come on, who's man. hateable? Kelsey. How can that be? Why, why is he hateable? I don't know. But to me, I mean, if you've seen their podcast, him and his brother are hilarious. Yeah, and, seems like a down-to-earth dude who's... Yeah. Kind of funny and yeah, and I, I love that his his brother the the part you were talking about the other day where he's telling his wife, oh I'm not asking I'm I'm telling oh, yeah, you yeah, yeah. here's what I'm gonna do I'm <laughs> yeah, gonna take my shirt happen. off <laughs> and then you saw Taylor Swift chugging her wine wasn't as you know impressive as if it had been a can of beer or something like that but by the way I was, was thinking, it wine she was chugging looked like it do we know left coat any was? any confirmation on that yeah yes it was wine. I don't know. I, don't, I wasn't in the box with her, uh, unfortunately. I didn't get the invite. It mm. looked very light. So, can you imagine natural if you, assumption? If you looked, could have been vodka. You're watching the Super Bowl, and all of a sudden you see Taylor Swift, and then there's Lefko in the box. <laughs> like, where's Waldo? He's eating cheese with wax on it. Yeah, <laughs> I would be more out of place than Jason Kelsey up there. Oh, what if? Yeah, Lefko's up there with his shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a big Chiefs logo well, Lefko, on his chest. At least he's in he's in shape, you know. But uh, yeah, you'd see <laughs> Lefko's head waving. <laughs> hey, how you doing, guys? Anyway, she slammed it down. I, uh, to me, I just think they're likable. I don't know anything about Taylor Swift. I don't know any of her songs, any of that, but I it seems like those two are in love, boy. Good. I'm rooting yeah. for them. They're I'm hot rooting. and heavy. They are they're hot and heavy. Somebody <laughs> should write a song about it. Um yeah, somebody's pointing out the 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 run in with Kelsey and and Reed. Yeah, I, I responded the same way when I first saw it. I retweeted it out there like, "Oh, whoa, what was that?" And then to hear each one of them, hear both those guys and Patrick Mahomes all talking about it. And Mahomes even leaned into it when he was asked about it rather than going, ah, it's just something that happens. He's like, no, that shows you the relationship we have, that we're like a family. We can, you know, we can yell at each other and it's not, yeah. nobody's taking it personally. And I'm paraphrasing here, but he, sure. he, he really kind of leapt to attention there when, when they brought that up. He's like, no, that's a great example of this, this camaraderie that we have, that we can have these kind of interactions and it's not you know, detrimental. It's not somebody who's insubordinate or whatever. It's kind of like family. Totally. And then, you know, and if you want to say Andy Reid's the, the father, like that's how you respond to a hysterical child. Yeah. You just go, all right, just calm down, first of all. Yeah. And then now what's what's the problem? <laughs> you know, so, yeah, I think I thought that that was awesome that that was pointed out, that that's, that's why we have such a good thing going here. Yeah, yeah, and I, I get in the moment because I was there too. I was I was watching the whole thing and go, whoa, dude, what is that about? What are you doing? And then to hear them, how they responded, 
You know, they didn't even give. I thought Andy Reid might give you the old, listen, man, this is, we're in the biggest game of our life and guys get heated. You know, it happens sometimes. But instead, it was like, totally like, what? No, that's, this is a family. This is how we communicate at times. And, you know, pe- people want to look at it and say, that's, that's, he's a chump. You should never do that. And you've talked about that happens more often than people know. It's just that one was on camera. Well, and a lot of times it it solves, you know, where you stand with the person. And I remember Rusty, you know, we were screaming at each other on the sidelines. I got on the bus and he's like, hey, Wyman, bleep you. And I stopped and I looked down and really I was actually very serious. I was like, bleep you too, Rusty. Yeah. And then guess what? We were cool. We were good the rest of the way. Yeah. Kind of just had to have, you know, find out where the, the boundaries are. But somebody sent a slow motion picture in of Kelsey stumbling sort of into uh, Andy Reid. And remember, Andy, like when he kind of regains his balance, he grabs Kelsey by the arm, like to reassure him or, or something. Did you yeah. see that? He kind of yeah. grabbed him by the forearm, like, I'm on. It's going to be okay. And of course, everything was. Yeah. It's uh, in people are in here. Are you a bunch of simpering Swifties? Did it hurt your feelings when they showed her on the screen? Are you okay? Did everybody recover from that? Or were there too many shots of her? And you'll never be the same. And I'm never watching the NFL again. (laughs) I love that. I love that response. I can't even. I'm not even going to watch. If they're going to show her, I'm not watching. All right. Hope you had a good time without the Super Bowl. Meanwhile, it's always great to start off our week by finding out what we learned. And we're going to do that next with Wyman and Bob. This is Seattle Sports on 710. This is a house of learned doctors. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. What did we learn today? No one's a bigger idiot than me. (laughs) It's the easiest way out. What did we learn today, Lefko? Uh, A lot of Super Bowl stuff, as you might expect, a day after the Super Bowl. We did learn, though, that one of us, maybe not surprising, one of us here did not watch the Super Bowl, but Matt, we learned, still had a very adventurous, alternate kind of Sunday. I played a video game yesterday, actually. I didn't even watch something. I did something even more useless For than how watching long? TV. Too long? A couple hours. <laughs> wow. So this was any other weekend to you. You're just like, eh, Sunday, yeah, whatever. it was. <laughs> okay. Made a few... Ran a few errands during the game because no one in oh, Seattle was about. That yeah. was really great. It's a good move. Yeah. It's a good move. It was great. If you're not yeah. a football fan, yeah, go run your errands, go shopping, oh, go do all that you, stuff. You had the whole world to yourself. Yeah. I went to the uh, indoor sun shop over in Fremont. It's this really cool plant store. Normally on Sundays, did you impossible check to get with around. Dave to say, hey, I'm going to a plant store. I could get you a plant to replace uh, what, whatever you were looking no, for. No, because Matt was probably going to buy weed or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was doing. <laughs> a weed plant. That That's what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. Where did that come from? You put your weed in there. Your weed. <laughs> I love the emphasis. <laughs> the weed. How Where dare you, you sully my good name, Dave Wyman? <laughs> How dare you? What do you have to eat? Anybody? Anybody have anything? I had my, my nachos. My wife made the nachos. I made my nachos, which means microwave. <laughs> Bob, Bob is like, if you've seen the beginning of Step Brothers. Yeah, that's right. Where Brennan just dumps a bunch of cheese on some chips and yeah. puts it in the microwave. Yeah, that's right. There you go. That's how it goes. <laughs> that's good. It works. Yeah, we had we had the uh, the little Smokies. We had the uh, we had that. I I bought all kinds of stuff, man. I got shrimp and shrimp cocktail. Dang. I never never ate that. 
Uh, then I got chips and salsa. Never ate that. And then I got these little, um, I got a couple of things of ice cream. I'll show you a picture. Maybe we can put it on the wow, website. Wow, you really loaded up. Well, Shannon, like, she wrote on the note, snacks for Dave. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, uh, it's plural. So I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead. She meant, she meant like one or two things. I got like 10. So you have a lot of leftovers. Yeah, I'm going to go home and eat uh, shrimp and ice cream and cheesecake tonight. Fantastic. God, what an awful combination. Sounds like a dream meal. Shrimp oh, and yeah. ice cream and cheesecake. Oh, goodness. It's going to be fantastic. Dave's calling in sick tomorrow. All yeah. right, I got a little stomach issue going oh, on, guys. Oh, no, you don't say. Yeah, that <laughs> I wonder, makes sense. wonder what caused that. Well, you didn't mention one of your, uh, your other food items, which is good, because we did learn that you put a lot of work into one particular food item you have for the Super Bowl. But did get, you get the, the nachos that were completely perfect and evenly distributed with meat and cheese and yes, all I the did. toppings? I did, and my wife used a, uh, a chip that was a little bit sturdier. You okay. know, it's a special the weight of all brand. The yeah. <laughs> I took a couple of pictures, but she had already put the cheese on. But you could see the distribution of tomato, avocado, uh, hamburger. Oh, wait, the cheese covers all of it. Yeah, and then the oh, cheese goes over the top. Okay. So, and I took Keeps a picture there. Place. I got it for you. I'll show it to you at the break. But uh, yeah, that, there was that. There was the little Smokies made an appearance, of course. Little Smoky. Yeah, <laughs> you some you, of those I left over too. I, yeah, I had some for breakfast. <laughs> so, really, it is. It's just a little sausage, a little and breakfast then, sausage. Yeah, and then you make some have, eggs. Uh, no, I didn't. I should have done that. Maybe just, I'll do that tomorrow. Just had sausage for breakfast. Yeah. How so, much? Uh, how much of a mess is made while you're eating this? Because you, you know, you're kind of known for knocking things, things over, spilling things. I'm not crashing as bad as my things. daughter. That's for sure. <laughs> but uh, no, we didn't make a mess yesterday, so we're mm -hmm. good. The one thing that does happen sometimes is Hoover. If you leave the room, he's. He'll, like he, and he doesn't care anymore. Like if you yell at him or say, "Hey, don't do that," he doesn't care. He just looks at you like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get my food." That's for <laughs> sure. So. Uh, yeah. Well, well, yeah. So, good food aside, we did learn that the Wyman household—not just Dave, but the Wyman household—is full of psychopaths. Here was my wife. She, I mentioned this before. She really loves Lisa McCaffrey. Yeah. And when we were in Denver, she was super cool, and they were friends. They'd hang out at the games and stuff like that. I think it was one of the shows before, leading up to the Super Bowl. I don't know if you watched all of that, but, yeah, there was, you know. So she was kind of rooting for the 49ers, and, and it was for that reason. But, yeah, I was – and she kept going, no, no. And I'm like, honey, we're we're rooting against each other right now, okay? <laughs> You're going to have to go in Sorry. the other room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah this is not going to work. Yeah, she was – she was rooting for uh, Christian McCaffrey and her buddy, the mom. It doesn't really matter, right? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean we're not gonna we're not gonna beat them next year. Carter but. from Tacoma says, "Why do you say avocado like that?" Then followed it with, "Never mind, little Smokies for breakfast is an alpha move." Sorry for mocking you, Dave. Do I say avocado wrong? Does that sound wrong to anybody? More of like uh, you have a Midwest twang to it. Oh, you, know, you say avocado? Yeah, avocado, avocado. What avocado. do you say? Avocado? Avocado. Avocado. Yeah. Sounds kind like, of oh. highfalutin. <laughs> hey, we're fancy people, Dave. That's right. Uh, it's good radio right here. <laughs> but I like that he immediately texted back, never mind, little Smokies for breakfast, alpha move. Sorry okay. for mocking you, Dave. That's an alpha move. You're an alpha eating little Smokies for breakfast. Well, this, uh, I didn't really plan on it having 
go all Wyman food themed, but maybe because of all this food, Wyman was never really around the TV. Made frequent trips uh, up and down throughout the Super Bowl. Did you see the one with Tyler Lockett? What? The, the where they're he, he like lands like a bird and they fly off. Sunday ticket commercial with the Seahawks flying through the air, and you see Tyler Lockett kind of like land on a. I don't know, like some beam or something, but he's crouched like a bird, and then mm. they take off, and all these wow Seahawks players, and they were, I think there were like Eagles players and Cardinal, anything that was bird associated. How many times did I go to the bathroom during the Super Bowl? <laughs> well, I think <laughs> this was a lot. that one might have been right at the very beginning of the game because it's literally like the first note. Might have been before the game. Did you see the Eminem one, Dave? The almost champions. They make the rings for that them. was cool. That was pretty funny. Who was in that? Oh, it was you Marino. Did go to the bathroom. Marino was yeah. it Bruce Smith in there? <laughs> I went to the kitchen a lot. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I'm going to go home tonight and do the exact opposite of what people do when they tape a game. I'm going to skip through all the football <laughs> and watch right to the, the commercials. commercials. <laughs> Dave's going to come in with an entirely different opinion tomorrow. Yeah. This one was great. That one stunk. And I <laughs> love that halftime show, by God. That's He's right. going to come in the biggest Usher fan in the world. Yeah. I do feel like you missed kind of a key part of the viewing experience. By missing the commercials. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, you're right. Do it like you, you know, hey, maybe our roll tape tomorrow. It can be you dissecting the commercials. Yeah, there we go. Just make sure you watch before the game starts because I'm almost positive that's where the that's Sunday where ticket Kyle is. The, or I'm sorry, uh, Tyler, Lock- Tyler I think, Lockett is. I think yeah. Tyler might have actually tweeted out the link to it or something. Yeah, I think yes. I saw that. Start with all six hours of pregame. Make sure you watch oh, all that to make sure you don't miss it. But- I watched a lot of shows over the weekend, you know, mm-hmm. and then I saw some of those old commercial. There's a show that it's every year it's Boomer and some gal, and they were. You know, going through, hashing through all the old commercials. The animal ones are fantastic, right? Yeah. You know, the the one, the Clydesdale that comes back to the guy. Yeah, that got me a little, yeah. little misty-eyed. Yeah. yeah. I can see. I can see your expression change. Yeah. Yeah, you're almost t- broke into, into tears. So? <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, one, one side note to all of this. I was playing that video this morning. I don't know if you heard it, Dave, but Marshawn Lynch was walking through a casino with what looked like a bowl of food in one arm and a microphone in the other. You're going up to anybody in, in 49ers gear going, are you a 49er fan? They go, yeah. And he'd go, bleep you. Oh, is walk- that what I was hearing? Yeah, that was yeah, Marshawn. The- it, oh, what was God. funny, though, is how he was walking. He was walking kind of funny, and he was carrying this bowl that looked like he had food in it, just walking through the casino with a mic and just, you 49er fan? Hey, 49er man. Hey, 49er man. He called him, you 49er fan? Yeah. Bleep you. <laughs> that was after the game. And he kind so, of strung it out like, oh, bleep yeah. you. Yeah, yeah he I was having that. fun with it. So uh, if you haven't seen that video, I retweeted that. I thought it was kind of funny that he was just... The way he was walking and acting, it was uh, it was pretty humorous that he was torturing 49er fans. So you can check that out at Bob Stelton on Twitter. I retweeted that gem. Seahawks fans will love that. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of positivity coming from Seahawks fans. All right, everybody, that does it for us. Really good stuff today. If you missed any of it, we had Rustin Dodd on the show talking a little Patrick Mahomes, wrote a book on the man. Also, Richard Deitch covers the media out there talking about Super Bowl ratings and everything else attached to it. So if you missed any of that, head to the podcast page at seattlesports.com. Click the podcast tab. Click on our brand new, really handsome picture. And it'll be right there waiting for you after the show each and every night. But the key is I tell you every Every day, click subscribe. Everybody wins when you click subscribe. You put a smile on everybody's face. Have a great night. We're going to talk to you tomorrow with Wyman and Bob. This is Seattle Sports on 710.